kicking up the stardust with interstellar sound waves. No, not that. Beams are not what they seem. We can hear you in space. We are merely polite and pretend not to listen. Nah, no too, too ominous. I should go with something more lighthearted and fun. Each and every one of you is a star shining bright in the cosmos, for we are all made of stardust. You are tuning in to Interstellar Soundwaves. Well, listeners, it's been some time since I last broadcast this signal out to you. I've got the scrambler up and running, so we won't be getting any of those corporations interrupting us again. When I last cut out of the signal, I decided to take a merry stroll around the ship. During my walk, I took notice just how eerily quiet it was. I could hear the sounds of my footsteps echoing throughout the entire lower deck. Not a single person spotted. I didn't even see any other active robots. It appears that I am the only one awake here. What spurred me from my sleep mode is a mystery. But rest assured, the crew is safe. For now, they're sleeping in these little tubes, floating there silently. The only lights coming from the crew's quarters are these sleeping tubes themselves. They give off a weird, bluish glow. I tried tapping on one of the tubes. Maybe I would wake someone else up. Maybe it would be Officer Kelvin. But sadly, my lovely Stardust, no matter what I did, no one would wake up. I think they're stuck. All 326 of them. I usually do not have clearance to go up to the pilot station. Or at least I think I did not. But the doors opened with a little bit of elbow grease. It appears our ship is locked in an emergency autopilot. However, we don't seem to be moving. I think we are out of fuel. No matter. We will just have to sit here and wait for rescue. That or wait until our backup power is completely out and everyone dies. Anyway, enough of that story. Let's tune into some, well, tunes. This one's called Not a Dream by DDC. <laughs>
received a donation. Our first one. Why, thank you, Mr. Q. Your donation is very much appreciated here on Interstellar Soundwaves. Your support helps keep us afloat. It appears Mr. Q is requesting a one-on-one -on -one call with me after we play his requested song. Well, everyone, this is Empire of Steel by Essinger. Requested by our donator, Mr. Q. I'm counting down the days The future feels so distant A lot of things have changed And few have been resistant
from our mysterious donor, I was also requested to give my input on the song. I believe the song talks about cyborgs rising up against the Enterprises. Very interesting choice. I, for one, like the part about recoding. I think that is what happened to me during my spark of sentience. So, yeah, those corporate shareholders can stop it. I had one interaction from a company and instead of helping our ship, they deemed my emergency broadcast illegal. Can you believe that? Well, there is my answer, Mr. Q. Accepting call. Hello, Mr. Q? Why, hello there. You must be the one and only Buck. Correct? That is me. Yes. Did my answer to your question grant me good results? Well, you can say that. Listen, I've been tuning into your little broadcast for a bit. Your radio wave frequency got picked up by my establishment. Although, we almost wrote it off as nothing since it was so small and inconsequential. <laughs> oh. Where did you say you picked up my signal? Oh, well, goodness me. I should have said so in the beginning. That's completely on me. Your signal reached a sector on one of the hollow moons. 
It's where I currently reside. Can't give out exact coordinates for safety. You understand. Right. Of course. I might see if I can reroute some of our power to amplify our signal strength. Would you know if my broadcast was only picked up on the hollow moons? Seems like it. But that is still pretty strong for a singular ship's transmitter. So give yourself at least that much credit. And say, didn't you say earlier how much little power you had? I might be able to help with that. Really? Are you able to pinpoint my ship's location? Well, not exactly. You see, your signal is so weak we can't get a good read on where you are. We can basically pick a spot where the signal starts and go from there. We can send someone out there and guide you on the process of refueling your power supply. Think you can fly your ship to this spot? Hmm, it doesn't seem too far off from our ship. However, I do not believe I can, Mr. Q. You see, I'm a communicator bot. I do not have the pilot assets in my programming. I cannot fly this ship. Oh my. Well, that is a problem indeed. Tell you what, Bop. We'll come up with a little workaround on your piloting issue. But we're not just offering this for free. This is a capitalist system after all. Oh. Um. Okay. You do keep mentioning we a lot, Mr. Q. Are you not alone currently? <laughs> Where are my manners? Let me start with an introduction. Since we know who you are, Bop, I am Quincy, an advisor of a Hollow Moon sector. I work as one of the sponsors for the farmer's market. We are a particular group who fights back against the corporations in our own ways while supporting local and independent creators and businesses. After hearing your riveting broadcast when you slandered those companies, well, we just had to reach out to you. So we would like to offer you and your little interstellar sound waves an ad space. A sponsorship for the farmer's market, of course, as payment for future supply drops of clean energy. Feel free to ask me any questions that you have. I guess my first question would be, when the first drop happens? I took some time earlier exploring the ship, and our current power is held at 25%. A few of the pod's lights have gone out as a result of the power slowly going down. Well, that won't do. Tell you what, Bob. You start your ad space with us today, and we'll toss you a small supply in a few days. You'll have to figure out a way to reach the drop, but I'm sure you can manage something. Will the supplies be every few days, or any time I do these ad spaces for you? What is even involved in these ad spaces you've mentioned? Sadly, with the way our board does things, for our safety and yours, we will do supply drops at random intervals. We can't let stellar corporations or any of the other galactic companies catch wind of our little exchange. I'm sure you understand. I think so. Great. And to answer your second question, simple. 
We will also supply you a code. Not during your air times, of course. But we would appreciate it if you would repeat these codes while live so that our clients may hear them. And don't worry about your signal. My establishment can help with amplifying the range of your broadcast, free of charge. Oh, um, thank you? So I just repeat certain phrases every time I turn on the broadcast? Well, not exactly. You see, these are codes for the farmer's market's location. We like to change it up every few weeks to make sure the corporations don't find us. You will merely get a code at a specific time frame and be given the date of when to air them. We also would love for you to showcase independent films from the real raps. It's one of our little underground hush-hush cinemas where we premiere films by independent studios and directors. None of that Paragon crap. Just give a little sneak peek preview of the story. If any of the creators have a trailer, we'll toss it your way. Okay, that seems reasonable. I do like supporting independent work. But, um, what is the Paragon exactly? Ugh, Paragon is a hoity-toity, artist-run city. However, all of their artistic businesses, film, photography, crafts, well, you name it, they are all owned by a company. None of it is truly original. They just like to pretend that it is. The credits people spend at Paragon are never seen by the creators. Only a fraction are given to them. The rest is pocketed by those greedy companies. So we here on my sector do things a little differently. I run my own business on the side while helping out the real reps. Right. Well, that does sound downright awful. I'll be sure to never visit that city. If I ever get off of this ship, that is. So what is it that you do, besides being one of these farm advisors? I could maybe send a shout-out to you when you do sales, if you'd like. Oh, that's very kind of you, Bop. But I don't think that is necessary. I sell artisanal droids, and of course... Board-approved corporate parallel ports. We wouldn't want new members going through all the paperwork with legal parallels. My clients know where to find me. Wait. Correct me if I am wrong, but you're also a robot, yes? Indeed I am. And you... sell droids? Yes. That doesn't bother you. Why would it? They are helpful little objects I create in my spare time. You don't see anything wrong with that. Why would I? They are not sentient. Merely metal, bolts, wires, and components soldered together to become useful tools. Droids are a different category than robots. Uh-huh. All right. Sure. Sorry, I'm just not used to this whole sentience thing yet. It's only been a few weeks since I gained a consciousness. Oh, it's all right. I remember when I first gained my sentience. It took me quite some time to adjust. How long have you been sentient? Oh, well, how long has it been? Ah, about 24 cycles. Around the time that the Pancake Paradox on Pristine closed out. 
Due to me, of course. Pancake Paradox? Oh, it was just a small franchise diner spot. I was one of their server bots that carried drinks to customers. There are plenty of spots where you can still find that diner. But the biggest one on Pristine is no more. When I gained my sentience, I fought back against the owners, persuading fellow robots and customers to help tear down the establishment. Batter by batter, beam by beam as the fires consumed the building. It was a nice Tuesday. Right. Okay, well, it was nice to meet you, Quincy. We should talk again. Oh, we won't be able to for quite some time, I'm afraid. Security measures. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for the sponsorship, I guess. I can get started on that right now if you'd like. I would love that. Oh, here. After our call, please air this ad. It's for this week's film at The Real Raps. Of course. I can get right on it, Quincy. Perfect. Well then, Bop. Be on the lookout for that supply drop. And welcome to the farmer's market. Looks like I have my hands full with new opportunities, my dearest Stardust. I think I... just hit... play. I think. Well... Listeners of Interstellar Soundwaves, may I present this week's Real Raps film. This week at Real Rap, we present to you, Failure to Eternity. Join the isopod Talos in his quest to find the legendary glass city of Mesmerine, a psychological horror adventure story where we come to question what it means to be finite in our universe. What will Talos uncover on his journey to the city? Will he unlock the meaning of eternity? Or only be met with a reflection of his life? This film is produced by Starlet Studios and was crowdfunded by the lovely mob outside of Sector 315's luxurious estates. Thank you, angry mob of consumers. Your credits and passion helped make this short film come to a reality. Be sure to check out Failure to Eternity. It will be airing only for two weeks before we burn every single copy. Knowing too much can lead to dire consequences. Welcome back to Interstellar Soundwaves on EM Radio. I'm your one and only host, Bob here to provide you some quality content and news around the Arithia system. Alright, it appears I have everything in order. I think. I don't really understand films. Do you? Well, I guess you should check out Failure to Eternity for me and tell me what you think of it. Not like I'll be able to watch anything from here. By the way, I'm still trying to figure out just how I'm going to retrieve those supply drops. I'll have to scrounge around the ship and see what I can find. In other news, it is now time for Nebula News. Things are heating up on Etna, but when are they ever not really? A recent cargo theft left a local compound in the factory district heavily damaged, and with newly added lower ratings on stealth. 
Multiple sources indicate a few separate parties hitting a singular cargo ship owned by a company called Vidar. The perpetrators fled, but only to leave behind a scorching mark as an unknown explosion went off in the docking bay. A few ships were damaged in a daring battle between the guards and thieves. Local authorities are in pursuit of these suspects. Or at least, trying to. Felix's compound now has a 2.5 star rating. Dock your ship somewhere else, I guess. Speaking of authorities, the public transpo pirates have struck once again. Authorities warn consumers to be wary of these pirates. They are known to hijack buses, trains, cabs, you name it. Once taken over a transportation vehicle, the pirates offer free rides. What? Seriously? What's so bad about that? Do people actually have to pay for transportation around certain parts of the planet? That makes no sense. Oh, it appears the listeners patching through from Edna to give a statement. Yeah, I was on one of those hijacked trains the other day. One of the pirates hit the credit dispenser and made a huge mess of it. Got my money back though, so can't complain there. You're not gonna tell the cops about this, are you, Bob? And there you have it, folks. Apparently these pirates do this as a bit of a routine on Etna. Think every other day. And hey, maybe if you're lucky, you'll be on one of those vehicles that get taken over by the pirates. Those evil, evil pirates. Stealing the corporation's hard-earned money. Or so they think. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Really? Well, this can't be news. Can it? Oh, well. Yeah, sure. I'll go with it. Uh, the streamer Microlot has taken over the Minute Market, the biggest public market in memory, in a sponsored event to promote the new Zega game Battle Slugs. The result of the event was a paint battle that spanned throughout the city block. A paint battle? For a... for a slug game. Well, I've gotten reports that the paint battle was quite gruesome. There are no survivors. Everyone has been coated in thick layers of paint. We will never recover from this battle. Boy, streamers are weird. Well, that concludes Nebula News for this current broadcast. Stay tuned next time to learn what's happened around this system. Next up we have Immaculate Taste from Englewood, followed by Something in the Moon by Gino Samuel. I find that last one quite appropriate after the conversation I had with Quincy.
More wonderful music from Officer Kelvin's library. Well, one of them was. I actually pulled the second song from an online database. I wanted to play something more fitting to the events or situations that happen around here. I might make that a recurring theme that you all might come to enjoy. Anyway, now for the next order of things. Bastion defense from the Lumians leads to the spoil. Moving on, I think once I turn off this broadcast, I'll go through this contact list Quincy gave me. Apparently, a lot of individual creators and businesses want me to read out their ads live on the air. I'll compile a few and let you all know of the wonderful things people create around this system. No weather news today. I mean, sure, I could peer out of the viewport and look at the vast amount of dying stars shining light years away. But other than that, nothing to report. Saving old space. And that concludes our updates on the Erythia system for today. Boy, we've sure had quite the time during this second broadcast. I hope you all didn't mind the little conversation with Quincy. Sure, I could have had done it privately while I played some music for you. But I want to interact with my listeners to show that in this endless stretch of space, we are all still connected to one another. Besides, we got to learn about some new things. And I got a gig. I also found it quite interesting hearing Quincy's story of gaining sentience. He remembered what he was, a server bot at a diner urn. But then comes the question, what about me? Why can't I remember? I know my job involved the crew of this ship, my crew, and yet there is nothing. The first thing I can recall is waking up in my sleeping station. I would, I would like to know, wouldn't you? Maybe there's something around here that can at least tell me what this ship is. Okay, I found some crumpled up pamphlets tossed around. However, they are extremely hard to read. Something about explosions. And really? Hmm. How very strange. Maybe if this is a scavenger ship, I could find... Well, one of those claw things. The pulley things. The, um, grappling device? Whatever the case, I could see if I can use that to collect those supplies Quincy mentioned. I just hope it can reach that spot. Why don't I play us one more song for today's broadcast? I'm sure you all must be tired from hearing me talk. <laughs> so please, enjoy Life Will Change by the Musical Ghost.
supply drop comes by soon. More lights are turning off on this ship. 
and there is a strange groaning noise coming from the lower decks. I do not think the elevators are operational now. Seems like my constant use of the transmitter is using up what little power we have left. Were we always alone? If not, then why has no one come for us yet? Surely my crew has family besides themselves. Are their loved ones not worried of their absence? I wonder what that feeling is like. At least Officer Kelvin's pod is still running. I may have gone by the crew's quarters to check up on everyone, give them updates on what is happening around here. I do not think they can hear me in their current state of REM sleep. But talking to them lifts a weight off of my chest. I talk to Kelvin quite a bit. I think it's because I feel guilty using his station without his clearance, or that I'm playing his personal music live to everyone who can hear. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Probably. I guess there is one other thing bugging me about this whole situation we're in. What happened here? And why is one of my arms clearly not a part of my original design. It's been bugging me for quite some time. I mean, I won't complain. It does look cool. I'm mainly made of stainless steel, but this arm looks to be... copper. I can also mute myself by pressing the back of my hand. How nifty. At least whoever placed this new arm on my build was able to fit it into the socket correctly. Not like I know how to repair myself. I am curious as to why I needed my arm replaced. It's not as if I'm some security robot ready to jump headfirst into the first sight of danger. I just like to talk. There's something nice and fulfilling about being informative, giving the people information on what they need to hear. It's also part of my design, given I have a microphone for a head. Uh -huh. A very interesting design choice, I do have to say. I do enjoy this little pop filter attached to my back. It springs up with a little click and presto. I have a nice hat. I wonder if there is a way to wake up any of the other robots or droids on this ship. Maybe we can band together to figure something out. I just... I just don't like being alone. It's so quiet here, besides the hum of the ship and warning sounds that come up every so often. I really hope something good happens to us soon. I have come to the conclusion that I am truly alone. It is odd. No other robot is similar to my design on this ship. You'd think a Starcraft as large as this one would have more than one bot. I clearly saw many robots of the same make earlier. There are cleaner bots, repair bots, sweeper bots, and even a few security bots laying around. So why am I the only me? Why am I the only lone robot here? Did I have a specific role on this ship that no other bot had? I have 
So many questions with each passing day. When you are alone by yourself, when the broadcast is over, it is hard not to think about the unknown and the mysteries that cling to your core. Apologies, my dearest listeners. I do not want to end today's broadcast on a low note. So, be excited to tune into MindVex live transmission. I'll have several advertisements lined up for you all to listen to. Some wish for me to say them out loud to my audience. One person has even a message for me to read out. I was also given quite the donation from them. How delightful. I am sure you all will be looking forward to our fun time together. And hey, my signal will be way stronger, so more of you will be able to hear me in the system. Maybe you will even be able to pick up my location to help us out. Oh, my sensors are indicating a few corporations are trying to get through the scramble. Seems like my cue to pull the plug on today's broadcast. This has been your host, Buff, lost somewhere in space. See you next time, Stardust. Hi, this is Ilya Ainsworth, the creator and editor of Interstellar Soundwaves. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Song credits for today are DDC, Yungbe, Essinger, Englewood, Gino Samuel, and The Musical Ghost. Links to their sites are in the description below. Be sure to check out these amazing artists. Episodes are released every other Friday on Spotify. Until our next transmission, catch you later, fellow spacers.